It's the Ambiguously Blind Podcast with your host, a guy that's great up hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, 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 greetings. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and supporting our podcast project. Our guest for this episode is the author of Meditation for Everyone. His name is Jay Spillers. I'm real interested to learn more about meditation and mindfulness as I feel like it's something that I need to start utilizing in my life. So I'm interested in more of the deeper meaning of meditation and mindfulness and some practical ways to add them to my daily routine. So let's get started. Jay, thanks for joining the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here, Jay. Um, and part of our discussion prior to our recording here, you indicated that you were born with a visual impairment. Would you tell me a little bit about that? And Yeah, I have a visual impairment. It's a, called columbola, and it basically is sort of like a hole in my retina. And I've had my whole life, and you know, it makes your vision kind of um, blurry and they're never able to totally correct it. Even with glasses, I was never corrected completely. So that's what I was born with. Okay. Now is that in both eyes or just one? Yeah, it's in both eyes. I think the right eye when I was born originally was a little worse, but I had uh, the visual impairment in both eyes. Hmm, Interesting. And tell me what you said, what's it called again? Columbola. Hmm, I am not familiar with that. Interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. You're also a former attorney turned writer and teacher. Is that right? Yeah, I practiced law for about seven years in Utah. And then I moved to Montana. And I was just kind of burnt out with practicing law. And I met my wife and moved out of state. And then I started writing a couple years ago, got interested in that. I've written a couple of books. And then I'm trying to take this one book, Meditation for Everyone, and turn it into an online course. And I'm also going to be teaching a community class here in the fall. So I really enjoy writing, and I've started to enjoy the idea of teaching about one of my books too. But yeah, I do really enjoy writing. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I myself would someday like to become a writer. When I grow up, I keep telling myself I'm going to be a writer. So I don't know, maybe I can learn a little something from you, but it is your book, Meditation for Everyone, that uh, has brought us together for this discussion. So tell me about meditation. What is meditation exactly? Well, you know, what's interesting is I wrote my entire book and then I kind of realized I didn't really give a firm definition of meditation in my book. And I've looked at other definitions of meditation and sometimes they're more esoteric and sometimes they're just about control of the breath or focus. And I think those things are true, but I would just say meditation is being in a highly relaxed state while aware, you know, because that's sort of the difference between sleeping is sleeping. You're in a highly relaxed state, but you're not aware. And sometimes you can be aware, but not be very relaxed. And I think with this definition, it could sort of encompass a lot of different meditative practices. Um, You know, because some meditations focus exclusively on the breath. Some are based on 
uh, a mantra or something like that. But everything is focused on becoming more relaxed and becoming aware. And when you're aware, you can then begin to focus your attention in different directions and notice things about your body or your mind at the same time. So that definition, I think, is a pretty good starting point for meditation is a is a highly relaxed state while being aware. That sounds really good because usually when I'm aware, I'm in a I'm not in the relaxed state. You know, only maybe a couple times a day uh, where just a minute or two where I'm kind of relaxed. But it seems like most of the day is has a lot of stress involved in it, especially the last I don't know twelve to eighteen or so months where we've had this whole COVID you know situation worldwide where things are just things are just crazy. So meditation seems like a pretty good thing to maybe help relieve some of the stress of that too. Yeah, and I think the thing about meditation is sometimes people feel like, well, I have to get it perfect. And I don't know that there's ever a perfect with meditation. Sometimes within my own meditation, it feels like I'm even more relaxed than other times. But as long as you can at least start to get more relaxed and start to focus your attention on something positive, you can start to begin the meditation process. And don't worry about having everything perfect or if a distraction comes, you know, or something like that, that you just start the process. And a lot of times, even when I'm meditating and I know I'm kind of distracted and I know I'm not going in as deep as they say, I still end up getting a lot of benefit from the meditation. I still end up feeling more relaxed and a greater sense of well-being, you know, as I carry on through the day after meditating. So I think there's always benefit in meditating, even if it's less than perfect or uh, something like that. And a lot of times as you start to meditate, you'll get more in the in the rhythm of meditating. You'll get more centered and grounded as you go, but don't have an expectation that everything has to be perfect. And I sometimes wonder if that's why people will start to meditate and just kind of give up because, you know, they, they start to see that I've got distractions. I just can't do it. But really, you just need to stick with it. And, and I argue to start slow. Ultimately, I think you should try to get up to at least 30 minutes a day. But if you can start at five minutes and slowly build, uh, that's a good thing. And a lot of times what, I'll, what I said in my book is that if you start with five minutes a day and you build like a minute a day, you'd be at 30 minutes in less than a month anyway. Are you a 30-minute meditate per day kind of guy? I actually meditate about 45 now, but I say to get sort of the full benefits of meditation, you should be shooting for at least 30 minutes. And I've seen other meditation instructors argue for like uh, 220s, like if you did one in the morning and one in the evening. I tend to like to do one full meditation a day. If you can do a second one, that's fine, but to have more of a full and complete one. And then if you have time for supplementals, that's good too. But I, I argue for at least 30 minutes a day. Do you meditate at the same time each day? I meditate in the afternoon. And I, I get into that in my book because obviously people have different schedules and 
people may have different comfort levels for what feels best for them. But I meditate in the afternoon and it's something that people may want to experiment with what time works best for you. I don't have an exact time in the afternoon, but I shoot for the afternoon. There might be people that meditate and find the morning works much better or the evening works much better. I like the afternoon because a lot of times your energy levels are dropping and meditation can be a really good pick-me-up that I kind of get a euphoric relaxation that carries with me um, throughout the, the rest of the day. A lot of times in the morning, I tend to have more energy. And if I wait till the evening, uh, I'm usually so tired and kind of dragging by that point. To where I, I found that for me personally, an afternoon meditation is the best. And sometimes that may be difficult with work schedules, but you know, you might want to just try what you can do and um, what works best for you. Sometimes I had a job once where I was doing meditation on my lunch break and that was working for me. And so I, it just depends on what you can work into your schedule. But I would say to make meditation a priority because a lot of times people say, I don't have time to meditate. And I think it's a matter of making it, making time to meditate and making it a priority, you know, because if you look at how much time you're watching TV or social media, if you could shave some of that off to where you can prioritize meditation, that would be a really good thing. Yeah, I'm sure that it would. And just about anything's got to be better than social media or something, something like that. But uh, walk me through, how does Jay Spiller start meditating? Like what, what is the environment you're in? Um, does it really matter? Is there, what's the, is there ambient noise? Is there noise? Are there, there's probably not too many people around kind of what, it, what sets up your perfect meditative state? Well, I, recommend using meditation music and i've given like a few examples in my book um there's literally thousands of different uh meditation music pieces you can use on youtube so you don't even have to spend any money but i use meditation music there's a lot of good pieces out there and i think the music sort of helps you to relax and focus your mind so it, it's been a very integral part of how I meditate. And I find it it's not as easy to meditate in the silence. Maybe some people really like the silence, but I find a, a very calm meditative music to be sort of help me focus. And I find a comfortable place to meditate. Uh, you can meditate on your bed lying down, and that may work well for you. And I do that. Um, you just want to make sure that you're not so comfortable to where you fall asleep. And a, a place that I started for a number of years, and sometimes I still meditate on, is to meditate in like an easy chair. You know, that's a comfortable chair that you can sit in and meditate. And then you put your music on. Um, you could use headphones or you can listen over a speaker. And I start my meditation with five to 10 deep breaths. I breathe in through my nose, hold for about eight seconds, and then I exhale, and I do that five to 10 times. And then, uh, you know, you have your eyes closed, 
one thing that you can do when you're first starting to meditate that's somewhat helpful to kind of get you in the groove is to do a head-to-toe meditation. And you can actually find a lot of meditation teachers. I did a head-to-toe. It's on YouTube. And there's other ones, too, where you just basically work up from your head and you see your, like, your head relaxing and your chin relaxing, and then you just keep working down, 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 you know, all the way to your toes. And sometimes people will do it the inverse way. They'll start their toes and work their way up. But a head-to-toe meditation can kind of focus you. They usually only take about five to ten minutes. And that can be a good starter meditation in itself, or you can use it when you're first starting to meditate to sort of relax you and calm you, and then you can go from there. And what I've, what I've used in my meditations is the three basic principles of stillness, where you still your mind and your body, you stop movement, and then mindfulness, where you, you're mindful of, of your thoughts and you don't try to pass judgments, you try to be in a state of acceptance. But then you just allow, allow the stress of this world to just sort of pass you by. Notice the thoughts and let them stream by. And then I use affirmations where um, I go beyond just being mindful of what's around me and things like that. And, and then I start to affirm positive things in my life. And like I had a chapter in my book um, where I use the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But and I use it in a in a sense that anybody can apply it because they're principles that everybody can affirm as good. You know, things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And you work in affirmations that you want in your life or that you want to believe about yourself. Like, I am a loving and kind person. I am love. I love others. Others love me positive things that you can affirm. And so I do that. And I taught that in my book. And you can take anything positive, really, and start to affirm it. You could write your own affirmations, which I talk about that. Or you can take inspirational writings and just kind of incorporate those in while you're meditating. I've never really taught like a mantra where you just say one word. But I teach... uh, different affirmations and you can affirm things like when you get really into a deep meditative state you can just say love and you know pour in your meaning into your heart and just allow that to sweep over you and things like that so i just kind of do that and then i i I kind of move around in terms of what i'm thinking about like i don't usually just meditate on one thing i'm still but I'm meditating on sort of different things. Like I'll meditate on love and kindness or I'll meditate on, you know, what I find peaceful. And in my book, I use different uh, techniques. Like you can, you can take love and you can see something that you would visualize as loving and meditate on that or something you find peaceful. Like if you see a tree by sea, by the sea and you, meditate on that peaceful scene and you just allow yourself to see that and visualize it that can be a good thing and uh, what i teach to bring sort of yourself back when you're sort of getting distracted is you can start to focus back on your breath 
that's one good cue that you can use to come back and fo refocus yourself. You can also focus on your heartbeat. Notice your heart beating. And a lot of times after you do your initial five to 10 breaths, your breath will become shallow. Your breathing tends to become very shallow and you can notice your heartbeat. Or a third one is to notice your stomach. You know, the, you're breathing in and out. Your stomach is contracting and expanding as you as you're meditating. And those three things can be physical focal points to sort of bring you back when you're kind of getting distracted. And so those are kind of things I incorporate as I'm meditating. It's easy to fill 30 to 45 minutes um, with affirmations and with thinking positive things. A lot of times, if you're really distracted and you have an issue, you know, like uh, there's an issue with your kids, you just affirm that it's going to be okay and you see uh, something positive coming from it. And sometimes, so sometimes you can redirect your dist distractions too. And that's another technique in addition to, you know, uh, just letting the thoughts pass because sometimes that can be kind of difficult. So sometimes as you're getting more relaxed, you just sort of uh, rework it in your mind positive and see a positive outcome. And I've, I've done that quite often in my meditations. So for somebody that doesn't meditate or really hasn't done it before, um, speaking for myself here, where the mind is you know, racing most of the day anyway, how difficult or what are the things that you do? Yeah, it sounds like the breathing or maybe focusing on some sort of physical something, your stomach or something, kind of how your body's moving to really still your mind because it seems like that would be challenging to bring your, basically bring your mind to a, to a halt, right? That's the idea. Yeah. And I think that's something where a good piece of meditative music can be helpful. There's actually a piece of music that I meditated to quite often. And I refer to my book is it's called Macrony Union. And it's like an eight minute piece of music. And you can find different uh, recordings of it on YouTube. Some of them are much longer where it can go you know, an hour or 10 hours and things like that, where they just essentially repeat the eight, eight minute loop. And that piece is said, they say there's a study that says if you listen to that for eight minutes, it's supposed to relieve stress 65%. And which is really good. But if you could take that, you can do some breathing and you can close your eyes and you can be in a, and sit in a relaxed state and start to affirm certain things in your life while you're listening to it, I think you could greatly magnify uh, what that piece of music can do. So I use that sometimes as a meditative tool, as the specific type of music I listen to when I'm meditating. You know, and there's other kinds of meditative music that is for stress relief that is one aspect of helping to sort of relax you and, and help to de-stress you. Sometimes when I'm meditating, I'll just notice uh, what's on the, re on the music, you know, like if there's ocean waves crashing with the music or if there's violins or there's different musical instruments, I'll just focus on that and that can help to sort of relax you too and keep you from getting distracted with outside thoughts. A lot of times what I do before I meditate too is I'll just basically consciously commit to 
sort of leaving the world behind, leaving cares of the world behind and going into my meditation. So it's like I say to myself, for the next 45 minutes, it's as if the world doesn't exist and I'm just going into this other state. So I think sometimes just consciously committing that to yourself as you meditate can help you to uh, lessen the distractions as well. Yeah, that sounds relaxing to think that the world doesn't exist. Uh, that <laughs> seems like that could be a good thing. Um, <laughs> I've heard you say that uh, meditation is one of the best tools to achieve greater happiness, peace, and fulfillment in life and become a kinder and happier, more compassionate person. Are those kind of the main benefits of meditation in your mind? Yeah, I have a the first chapter goes over different benefits of meditation. You know, there can be for obviously things like depression, stress, anxiety, which a lot of people have, but there's been various medical conditions that people have, have found relief through meditation. Like uh, people that have ADD, ADHD can be helped through meditation. People with chronic pain, it can help to reduce pain. Even like post-traumatic stress disorder, They've used meditation as a technique to help with that condition as well. So it's, I mean, it seems like virtually any kind of issue out there that's in term that's mental or physical, meditation is likely to help with. And even on the TV today, they were talking about strengthening your immune system, and they mentioned three things. They mentioned uh, diet and exercise, which you know, most people know about, but they mentioned the third one, which was meditation. And that kind of perked my interest. And they were talking about mindful meditation. So even things like strengthening your immune system can help be helped by meditation. And part of that has to do with when you're stressed, it weakens your immune system. So obviously, if you can help to de-stress, your immune system can be strengthened. And obviously, with uh, what's going on today with um, COVID and uh, concerns about that. We want to make sure that our immune system is as strong as it can be. And um, in terms of facing this, the stress of what's been going on the 18 months, I did get into that in my book about it's easy sometimes to be mindful when everything is going well, but can you be mindful when it seems like the world around you is sort of caving in on you or is chaotic? And if you can look within and start to meditate and find happiness and peace within, that can, that can help with even a chaotic world around you. Yeah, and to kind of back up a little bit on the meditation, the physical part of meditation, uh, you mentioned maybe laying on your bed or in a chair, or I assume you're, you know, you're in a relaxed or some sort of position like that. In my mind, I have this... Uh, image of like a Buddhist monk or something that's sitting cross-legged and has their arms out with their palms raised. Is that, uh, is that way too stereotypical for a uh, stance or is that a, is that a pretty good way to do it? I talked about in my book about, I think it's, it's for most of us, we're probably going to be more comfortable meditating in a comfortable chair where you have support for your back. Obviously, you know, meditating on the floor or something like that, where you're sitting up, you know, in the lotus position, 
uh, isn't going to be too comfortable. I've tried it a few times. I don't really like it. So I just say it's better to meditate in a comfortable chair or on a bed or something like that and just go from there, especially as a beginner or, you know, I, I don't think there's necessarily any added benefit in meditating on the floor, sitting on the floor in a lotus position personally. And my book really is from a non-sectarian standpoint. I'm not arguing from a specific religious point of view. And I don't really have any like hand gestures like where you're touching your index finger or your middle finger with your thumb or anything like that. So I don't really get into that specific thing. And I mean, another thing too about the meditation that I do is I do more of a focus meditation. So it's not really about clearing your mind. And there are some meditations that do that, but seems like most of the people that uh, do meditation, it's more of a focus that you put your mind on, whether it's um, positive thoughts or a word or an object or something like that. But it's more of a focus rather than an emptying of your mind. And I've never been able to do the emptying your mind meditations myself. I sort of gave up on those early. Okay, and you've mentioned the book a couple of times, and just to reiterate, the title of that book is Meditation for Everyone, and we'll have a link to the book. I presume it's available just about anywhere, but I think everybody buys books from Amazon these days anyway, so we'll have a link to that on the show notes. You've mentioned stillness, mindfulness, and the affirmations. What are some of the other key points that you talk about in the book? Well, those are sort of the the key, the three keys that I talk about. And then a lot of the rest of the book is uh, about the pragmatics of meditating, like mapping out a game plan to meditate, looking at potential pitfalls that could happen. Um, what do I do if I get off track? And how do I get back on track with meditation? Because a lot of times when you first start, you could go a couple weeks and then a few days fall off and it's like, how do I get back into it? Um, I get into things like that. And and then in the last few chapters, I talk about um, meditating in terms of trying to gain inner wisdom and uh, better understanding about yourself and relationships and different issues in your life. And that's something you can start to use meditation for is exploring how to improve your life, um, what makes you tick, things like that. But those are things that come um, once you've sort of developed the basics, you know, in terms of meditation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think those three things are the keys to effectively meditating. So other than reading your book, of course, Meditation for Everyone, what advice would you give to someone who has not meditated before but is ready to take the plunge? I would say uh, to just start off slow. And one thing that I recommend uh, when you start to meditate, in addition to just starting off slow, like five minutes a day, is you can start to do what I call mini meditations. And a mini meditation could be as short as one to three minutes. You could go longer. And they're less formal than uh, a lot of meditation the more formal meditation practice. Um, 
you know, if you had one to three minutes downtime and you just sat there and you started to take, you know, a few deep breaths and you started to just affirm some positive things, close your eyes. If you have access to music or, you know, you have access to a comfortable chair, that's great. But even if you're just sitting at the kitchen table and you close your eyes and you take a few deep breaths and you start to affirm uh, a few good things about yourself and that can be helpful to developing more of a longer meditation practice. And if you do a few mini meditations a day throughout the day, in addition to trying to do a formal meditation, it can help to put your mind in a more meditative state. It can help to prepare you for uh, meditating every day. So I, I recommend those mini meditations as a as a way to sort of help introduce yourself to it. Yeah, sort of like the baby steps process. Yeah. Sometimes too when you when you get into mindfulness and you're sort of noticing things around you, mindfulness is a practice you can do outside of the formal meditation practice. You know, like if you're doing the dishes, you could be mindful of what specifically you're doing you're scrubbing the dish you see the bubbles you see the dish becoming clean and it helps to focus your mind because that's an important aspect of meditation is the focus so you you can be mindful while you go on a walk while you're doing a hike while you're doing daily chores or waiting for a bus just notice the things around you notice the people notice how you're feeling in any given moment and what your body's feeling like. Because these kind of um, things to notice that putting your attention on certain things like that can help you in your meditation practice as well. I think that's probably pretty good advice for life anyway, just to be more mindful about everything. You know, put the phone down and detach from life for a little bit and, and focus on the task at hand or just maybe relax outside or on your walk or whatever it is you're doing. Try to Try to kind of calm yourself because I think that pays dividends in the long run anyway. Is that kind of the way you feel? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, Jay Spillers, I want to thank you for your time here. Uh, again, the book is Meditation for Everyone. It's available pretty much anywhere, but Amazon, of course, would be probably the destination for most. When I was checking you out on uh, Amazon, there's a couple of other books that you have written, which seem kind of interesting too. So maybe we'll have to get back together and and talk about one of those. Where's the best place for somebody to find you and what it is you're doing? I think the best place is probably Facebook. I have uh, a Facebook group that's called Meditation for Everyone, just like the title of the book. And people can go and join my group. And I also have a Spiritual Discussions with Author Jay Spillers, which is my Facebook page. But yeah, Facebook's probably the easiest place to find me. Okay, Jay. Well, thanks a bunch for stopping by and uh, look forward to giving the book Meditation for Everyone a good read. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for spending time with the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe and connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.